welcome to the fun bubble. We are two people who started dating and then a pandemic happened. My name is Timothy Mofford. My name is Caitlin Bingham. And this is Socially Distant Date Night. Uh, it should be fu- full of fun commentary on current events, entertainment, and uh, still getting to know each other. So welcome to the new normal. So Caitlin, yes, Timothy. how are we enjoying uh, day, I believe this is what, day nine, eight, something of quarantine? Uh, how are things going? Um, well, see, I'm about a week ahead of everybody on quarantine because I had a sick roommate who was on a cruise. So we had to self-quarantine before everything got shut down just to be safe. So I'm basically a pro at socially distancing by now, which is not something I ever wanted to be a, a pro in. But that's where we are. <laughs> so not only are you shut in in your house, but you're semi shut in into your room is that correct um basically yes yeah my room and the kitchen i have a chair in the living room my roommates and i all sit at least like five six feet apart (laughs) so and just a update she did not have the coronavirus she just had the common cold oh that's definitely a good thing uh, for me, it is much easier. I get to stay at home by myself See, I in my apartment. Easier, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to distance myself from any part of my apartment, though, which is nice. That's but, true. But I'm a little social butterfly. You are. <laughs> um, what's been the hardest or easiest part about working from home? I think the hardest part of working from home is that my internet connection isn't as fast as it is at work. So whenever I'm uploading or downloading large files, especially like video or audio files or uh, things of that nature, it takes forever, like literally an hour or two just to upload like an hour of video. Um, So that's really annoying. Neighbors are streaming. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Everyone's streaming everything and they're working and they have 16 devices at home and it's all running at the same time. So you know, uh, keeps, keeps the internet busy. Um, but at least the internet's stable. Uh, it is consistently slow, which is fine with me. At least I can consistently count on it being slow. Yeah. Um, no, no, let's keep but, it our first world problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the easiest thing is, uh, I don't have to really get ready in the morning. I can literally roll out of bed, um, drink a glass of water and then go sit down by my computer. So that's kind of nice. I agree. Although I, it's getting harder and harder to roll out of bed. Um, I used to be able to like wake up 15, 20 minutes after my first alarm. It's been consistently an hour, hour and a half. Ooh. I don't, and I'm never like not working by eight, but I used to have to leave my house between seven and seven twenty to get to work on time. And my eyes can't even open until 745. So it is truly, <laughs> literally, in every sense of the word, going to be a rude awakening when I have to go back to my office. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I've also been much less strict about my sleep schedule. Like, I'll go to sleep way later, which, I mean, I typically go to sleep late anyway. Typically, when I was working, I was asleep at, like, 11, 1130, and sometimes midnight. Mm-hmm. Now it's, like, 
midnight is pretty common. <laughs> so, uh, so not getting as much sleep is also a thing. Um, but you know, I think as, as this goes on or depending on how long it goes on, uh, we'll figure things out and we'll get our own routines going and we'll find out what works. Are we talking about our relationship or the pandemic? Uh, the pandemic. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. No, no. You get confused in conversation. No, yeah. The, the whole work from home thing, I think, I think America as a whole is figuring it out right now. So it's probably a little bit inefficient for the first week or two, especially because we're all trying to get our software to work and our computers and everything to like work from home as efficiently as we were from the office. Um, but I think if, depending on how long this stay at home thing is in effect, if it goes on for another two or three weeks, then I think people are going to start figuring it out and they're going to find, you know, ways that make them efficient. And I think their employers are going to find out that, Hey, maybe this will work if it's a long-term type of thing, depending on the type of industry that you work in. Um, but it could be potentially become a much more common thing. Yeah. It's just still funny to me how some people, this is going on their second week or like the first week, depending on how, strict they were following the guidelines yeah because for me i'm like again this is week number three i mean i can't remember a time when i had to go sit in a cubicle it's been that long <laughs> i mean there are some people where they just started this this week was what like four days ago i think monday or something was like their I, first I thought it was wednesday all day it's thursday i've been corrected many yeah days. it is thursday so the days are just blending. I really, hmm, I might still be working Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> Monday and Tuesday. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's been a full week now. Uh, last Wednesday was my first or my last day at the office, or no, first day at home actually it was last yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. So, um, so it's been a full week and a day. So eight days for me as far as working from home. Um, and I think it's been going okay. There's definitely been a few, you know, hiccups and stuff, but it's going better. Um, but yeah, I, it is a surprise. Cause there were some people that had started the beginning of last week. So even like four or five days before I started and then, and then there are just some people that started just a few days ago. So it just depends on, how strict the the stay at home order was or you know the the orders coming from uh the governor of each of our states <laughs> and and also like where certain businesses were comfortable with letting people go home and all that kind of stuff so yeah i think as far as as our area and whole as as a whole I think what last Friday was when both Washington and Oregon issued the stay at home order. Was it last Friday or was it sun Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, it was, it was like, I want to say it was four or five days ago. Uh, so most people, at least I would say that both of our States have been shut down basically for the last four or five days. Yeah. Also we, should um, that we live in different States, but we only live 30 minutes apart. That is correct. There's a river and a couple of bridges between us. A literal river and literal bridges, not like metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically, uh, we could drive to each other's house in the time that it takes us to record this podcast. Basically. But, 
hopefully eventually we will uh, record this together at some point. That would be fun. What an idea that we could actually like sit next to each other, not socially distanced. Um, before we like get started with what we were going to talk about, can I tell you one thing that I've been kind of forcing myself to do and I'm kind of wondering why I don't just like give it up because I don't really like it, but I'm like trying to see it through. I'm intrigued. I want to hear what it is. I am reading this book that I just don't even like anymore, but I'm so close. And I bought this, I, I started book of the month and this was my first book that I got on book of the month. And I was so excited for it. And I was ready to like feel all the feels and cry all the tears. And it's just been such a letdown and I can't stop reading it though. Like if if I stop reading it, I feel like it wins. <laughs> so for everyone listening, what book is this? Uh, well, I was looking on, I always try to see if like my opinion is the popular opinion on like books and movies and stuff because I want to feel validated when I don't like something. Like see, it wasn't just me. This was just garbage. Um, but a lot of people actually really liked it on Goodreads and Amazon, but it's called um, Dear Edward. And it's about a kid who survives a plane crash. Like, he's the sole survivor of a plane crash. And sometimes I like the stuff that's, like, going to hit you where it hurts the most. It gives you that emotional outlet. This is not it. And I did appreciate the few Amazon reviews that I saw that was, like, this book is boring. These characters are flat. This is not what it could be. This is unrealistic. And those are my people, so... Thank you for everybody who agrees with me. <laughs> so if you hate or love Dear Edward, let us know what your thoughts are. And if you have other books that you think are better that are in a similar kind of genre, let us know so that Caitlin can have entertainment during this quarantine. <laughs> I need a reason to cry as if I don't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Caitlin, what is our topic for today? Well, I thought since we're just getting started in every sense, in this podcast, in this relationship, in this pandemic, <laughs> I thought we could just go more into like backgrounds and maybe like ask each other some questions because I'm sure there's plenty that we haven't even touched on yet about, you know, how we got to be where we are today. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Okay, so um, let's just start back in the 80s because I barely snuck in as an 80s baby. Uh, I am an 80s baby. Uh, technically grew up in the 90s. I was homeschooled. I uh, grew up in a very Christian family-oriented home um, and spent a lot of time with my parents and my two brothers. Um, yeah, I think that, I mean, I consider my childhood to be a very good childhood. Um, uh, I think everyone looks back at their childhood and either thinks there's things they can change or thinks there's things they could improve, but overall my childhood was very good and I very much appreciate my parents, um, for all the effort and everything they put into all of us kids. So thank you, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, um, <laughs> I'm sure they will. Um, and then, uh, let's see. 
I mean, yeah, I was homeschooled all the way through high school. Uh, my first like public school type of experience was college. Um, and I did college here at WC Vancouver. Um, so Southwest Washington at Washington State University. And uh, yeah, it was a, a commuter campus. So I was pretty shy. I didn't make a lot of friends. Uh, I was a really quiet kid. Um, and then I think I kind of broke out of that in my mid-20s, a little after I graduated. Uh, actually, toward the end of my graduation, I started breaking out a little bit. And then uh, after I graduated, I uh, just started doing marketing stuff, uh, which is what my degree is in. Um, and yeah, basically uh, ended up here being 30 years old at the time of this recording, um, living on my own, just, uh, I don't know, had some ups and downs, but ended up okay, I guess. 30, flirty, and thriving. Name that movie. Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Put that on our list of movies to watch once this pandemic is over. <laughs> what movie is it? 13 going on 30. Uh, I think I've seen it maybe once a long time ago, or maybe it was like I was watching it with somebody else, but I wasn't really paying attention. So oh. that's a Jennifer Garner movie, right? Yes. Where she's yeah. 13 and wishes she was 30. And I'm 27 and I'm holding on to that wish as well. Like, oh, I'm 30. <laughs> get out of my 20s. Um, yeah. Well, my background is very different. So I grew up in a suburb just outside of Dallas, Texas. And um, I also grew up in a Christian home, but uh, very different. I'm the oldest of three, two younger brothers. Um, my parents are divorced and grew up a single mom. Um, you know, every other weekend, sometimes schedule with dad. Um, very influenced by my grandmother. My grandparents moved to our, my hometown when I was real young and my grandmother I would say helped raise us and we're really close um I was very much a shy kid introverted big reader and as I got older I started to come out of my shell more and more and right before we were recording I was telling Timothy I am just the older I get the more extroverted I get I'm usually much more energized at night than I am right now, but it's because I don't talk to people anymore. I'm so isolated, but it's okay because <laughs> stay home, save lives, everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say I always felt like I just didn't quite fit in with a lot of kids my age because I felt like I had to grow up pretty quickly. I had, um, you know, my parents divorce and some deaths in my family early on. My youngest brother is um, autistic and he's six years older than me. So I definitely helped, you know, my mom would sometimes work three jobs and it was just like, I always felt like I had to grow up kind of fast and I was just more naturally mature. And sorry, I'm going over my two minutes, sorry. Um, I think I went over my two minutes too as well, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> all grace here, all grace. Um, but yeah, I went to Texas A&M University fighting class of 2015, and I loved my time there so much. Um, I felt like I got to know who I was and what I believe, and it really helped develop my faith in Jesus and amazing friends 
amazing experiences. And uh, when I graduated, I moved to Portland, Oregon, and I was working for a uh, Christian collegiate ministry for a couple of years. And I really knew like this is where I wanted to stay though. So I've had a couple jobs since then. And now I'm working in IT and I have a degree in creative writing. So when somebody figures that out, let me know. <laughs> or, or if you have some of those books that you want to pass over, or if you have ideas for books that you want to write, just let us know. Caitlin might be able to help you out. Honestly, I can be your ghostwriter. <laughs> so I think, I mean, I don't know if you have any questions that you want to ask me. Uh, I think I have a couple of questions I want to throw into the pot. So okay. I'm going to go ahead and ask. You do one, I'll do one. How about that? Okay. Um, you said you were raised by your mom and your grandma mostly. Um, what do you think you gained and what do you think that you lost being raised in a mom grandma house instead of like a mom dad yeah instead of a mom dad kind of house ouch uh starting real deep <laughs> i was gonna talk to you about being an 80s baby um no it's okay i mean i am really proud to come from very strong women um my grandmother is one of the hardest workers i know she got married at 18 and had two kids by the time she was 22. And while she was like getting married, starting a family, she was finishing college. She got a master's, master's degree. She worked every day until she retired. And then when she retired, she became like, you know, the world's greatest. I mean, she already was the world's greatest grandmother, but she really stepped in when we needed her the most. Um, and then my mom, she's just such a joy to be around and she's such a nurturer and she's definitely like a mama bear and it so for me it's like I've always had really strong relationships with um other women it's just like that's kind of my comfort zone but being the oldest of two brothers I feel like in that sense I was able to have like guys guy friends who felt like brothers what's been hard for me is finding role models in men like somebody to aspire to like not somebody who is like a brother peer but somebody who i can count on That's right hard for me okay yeah and i can i mean i can see that because i you always talk about how your mom and your grandma inspire you all the time so um I think that's, that's something that's amazing. And I think, first off, I think that your mom and your grandma are amazing and very strong women for going through the situations they went through and raising three kids and being able to, to fight through everything. So I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Trying to get all the points with them right now, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Just stacking them up. Mom, Nana, are you listening? Um, okay, so we've kind of talked about this before, but I want to know about what do you think you gained and what's something that you feel like you might have lacked being in like a homeschool kid 
through, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, we've, we've talked about this slightly, but um, being in homeschool, I think, I mean, when you're in homeschool, you don't really realize what else is out there all that much, um, especially younger homeschool. Like when you're young and you're being homeschooled, like you're in you know, first, second, third, fourth grade, whatever, you're like, you know, it just kind of seems normal. Like you don't realize it as much. And when you see the school bus and you see all the kids walking by in the like afternoon or whatever, like that kind of thing, but it's not really that abnormal for you unless you're like out grocery shopping and then someone else is like, why aren't you guys in school? And then you're like, Oh wait, it is like 10 AM on a Thursday, you know, like why am I not in school? But, um, but I think if you look at it as far as like what things I, I gained and what things I, feel like I might have missed out on um I think in a lot of ways interpersonally I think I missed out on learning about different personality styles and learning how to deal with certain types of people which is what I think going especially to like high school I think in, in middle school you might learn some of it but in high school especially you learn personalities and how people react to other people and interpersonal skills and um, like you're you're exposed to a mul like multiple different types of people and their backgrounds and what they're dealing with at home and their family life and everything kind of coming into play um, so I think I, I missed out on that a little bit um, I gained a lot of it later on in life but um, I don't know if that's a positive or negative though because I know that in a lot of ways like it can affect you as a kid when you're in that stage of life and you feel peer pressure and all this kind of stuff um, but then you also like learn a lot about people and about yourself in that situation so I don't know I wasn't in that situation so I think I missed out on that but I don't know if it's a good or bad thing um, the other thing being raised in a Christian home being homeschooled I didn't learn anything about like basically I, I missed out on 90s pop culture altogether um, <laughs> so like i mean i watched a lot of that stuff later on but during that time like i wasn't part of like most of the music and stuff that people would typically consider me that i should know it you know people my age are always talking about certain things i don't know like i got into most pop culture type music and movies and things when i was like in the early 2000s, so 13, 14, that kind of age range. Um, and I actually started like exploring a lot of that um, at that point. So I think that's something I might have missed out on a little bit. Um, but as far as the, the things that I gained, uh, I think that I grew up being able to, to learn a lot of variety of things and figuring out what things I enjoyed and learning those things. Um, so I was able to, to do a lot of like, I enjoyed history and reading and stuff. So I was able to take a lot of time and do those things um, instead of having to sit in the classroom and, you know, excuse me, uh, sit in the classroom and like learn a typical fashion in a classroom setting. I was able to get the, the types of subjects that I didn't like 
out of the way quickly because I was able to basically just do my homework. I didn't have to sit through a classroom. I could teach myself kind of and get those out of the way. So then I could spend more time on the subjects that I really enjoyed. Um, and I felt like I was in an atmosphere where because you're in that bubble, you don't have to worry so much about like what your friends think of you or whatever. Like you just, you just get your studies done. Um, and then you can spend time doing creative things. So you can like, there's a lot of time that I spent with my brothers out in the backyard playing sports or making up full on movies and whatever that were never actually shot on film. Uh, they're all in our heads. <laughs> um, you spend a lot of time like playing with Legos and, and that kind of stuff and building cities and having huge housewide wars. Um, so that kind of stuff was a lot of fun, but um, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a give and take in the whole homeschool life. Um, and I think it, and it depends on each homeschool experience as well. So uh, being a part of co-ops and things like that definitely helped with the social aspect later on. Um, and we also did a lot of missions work and a lot of, um, a lot of overseas stuff and, and we, you know, it wasn't all just inward focus. So there was a good balance. Um, but I think there's always a give and take. So like, I think it's the same if you go to public school, there's always a give and take of, of going to public school. Well, follow up question to that now that pretty much everybody is having a homeschool, right now because most of the schools are shut down what would you say to all of the parents that are homeschooling right now even if it's just well, I think, through the end of the year yeah i mean i think i've seen a lot of stuff where teachers are still giving out curriculum and then just having the parents kind of hand it off to their students and, and guide them through it um that's basically what homeschooling was for us like we followed a lot of like curriculum that was created by like these homeschool curriculum people. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, yeah, those people, whoever they are. Um, but I think the other thing that's important is to find out what creative aspect your child has, um, whether that's drawing or reading or poetry or, or, you know, video creation or whatever, you know, photography or whatever it is, something they enjoy and help them learn about that. I think that's an important step is like let them explore their interests because otherwise they might be like really excited about it now but then they learn more about it or they learn like more of the the background behind like photography and what what it takes to edit a photo like they might shoot they might like shooting pictures but once they figure out like there's all this work on the back end to make a photo look a certain way then they might be like well i don't enjoy this part but i enjoy this part and i think learning things like that having the ability to maybe if they want to learn a language or whatever, that's not considered part of their regular schoolwork, let them explore that, download an app, let them explore that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's, that's a very important thing to, to take into consideration, even though it's not part of regular schooling or regular curriculum or whatever they're going to get credit for. I think being at home and having that opportunity to, to learn different things is, is important even if it is random topics. There's time and space right now to be creative and to do stuff that's out of the norm or outside the box since they're not in school for seven, eight hours a day. Right. Yeah. And especially if it's something that you can find YouTube videos for or like a master class or something like that, mm -hmm. like maybe your child is super interested in owning their own business later on or 
you know, whatever it is, something like that, like let them learn about that kind of stuff. You know, I think it's important for them to learn about something that's, that's a, it's a skill, but it's not something you're going to learn in school, you know, like business sense and, and just tips and tricks and things like that, just to give them an idea of what they're getting into if they want to follow that road. Right, um, as far as a question for you, um, I think, do you think that it was different for you, um, growing up in a, a female dominant home? This is kind of follow up question to the last one. Do you think it was different for you than it was for your brothers growing up in a, a female dominant home or a matriarchal? quote unquote, matriarchal type home. Um, because you are a female, do you think it was a different experience for you or, or how do you think that that went through? Um, yeah, I mean, you'd have to ask my brother uh, for his side, but I, I think it was different. Um, my mom and I love to talk and we're very, I mean, my brother does too, but there are certain things that you understand I feel like woman to woman and for my brother you know having my dad around some of the times but not every night was really um, confusing for him uh, until he understood that you know he had to be the quote man of the house you know and it's hard though when you're who was my middle brother uh, was the one that felt like this, I assume, because my youngest brother is autistic. And, um, but I can see it would be hard if you were trying to be the man of the house, but you have three ladies who are all older than you and all trying to kind of tell you what to do. Um, so yeah, I think it was very different for my brother than it was for me. But um, okay. he got married this week, and we talked about that last time. He, you know, has a wife now, and she loves him. And I think it really set him up in a lot of ways to love her really well because there's probably nothing that will surprise him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one more question. I don't know if he can answer this quickly or not, but just something quick before we head into our next section. Uh, you grew up in Dallas, but you moved here to Portland. Mm -hmm. In what ways do you think, I mean, what are the things that you miss about Dallas living here? Uh, and what are the things, <laughs> and what are the things, like, let's just pick like the two top things or whatever. Okay. And what are the things that you would never want to give Portland up for? Oh, wow. Um, okay. Man, hit me with all the feels like questions tonight because yeah like I love Dallas the I love the people and the food oh my goodness the people there are so warm like southern hospitality is a thing it's just you know come on in honey what do you need you need a place to stay Does your family need a place to stay need something to eat oh what's your name okay yeah come on in do you want us to pray for you you know it's just like 
unreal how friendly people are and the food well portland probably like no not probably portland has better quality food texas has mastered you know tex-mex and barbecue and i'm actually really thankful that portland doesn't have as good as fast food as texas does i'm much healthier here but man there's some really good places down in texas to get like something quick to eat yeah so they've kind of mastered like a certain segment of the food scene yeah but portland has a much wider variety and and i mean we are in the northwest here where people are very health conscious and quality conscious yeah. with their food so more health conscious up here but um, the things that I wouldn't want to give up about Portland is, oh my gosh, well, the summers here are amazing. Just being able to be outside all day and, you know, we may hit 90 degrees a couple of times, but um, yeah, being outside, being two hours from the coast, being two hours from the mountain to go skiing and snowboarding, um, amazing hiking, just 40 minutes outside of like the downtown area. And yeah, there's just always an adventure to be had. And I have a pillow on my bed that says every day is an adventure. And I bought that as soon as I got here because that was just how I felt about living in Portland. Like every day is an adventure. Not anymore because I'm in quarantine, but (laughs) before the pandemic. I mean, that is an adventure in its own way, but. It's an adventure I'd like to get (laughs) off of. Exactly. Ride, please. Yeah, it's a different different kind of adventure, not exactly a happy one, but <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think it's time for the next segment here, which is our thought or question of the day. Okay. And I don't I don't know if you have one. You go first. <laughs> but my thought or question kind of follows along with our discussion um, a little bit, and. I kind of wanted to ask people growing up if there's anything like what is the main thing that you would have changed about your childhood and what is the one thing that you wish you had in your childhood but are glad didn't happen if that makes sense there's certain things that when you're a child you're like I wish I could have done this or I wish I could have gone to Disneyland or I wish I could have done you know whatever it is and then when you get older you're like you know, whatever, like, like my thing was always like, I wanted a horse really bad. And now, now when I'm older, I'm like, yeah, a horse would have been cool. But also like, what would I have done with a horse right now? Like there's literally so many other things I'd rather have than a horse, but I mean, it's not like it would have been bad, but (laughs) so yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's in my head. Um, So yeah, if you want to let us know, uh, you can email us. It's funbubblepod at gmail.com or also on Instagram at the funbubble. Hold on. Let me just make sure I understand. So something in your childhood that you wish you would have had, but looking back, you're glad you didn't. Um, yeah. I mean, not necessarily just glad you didn't, but like looking back, we're like, oh, that's not as important as I thought it was. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to think on that one. Mm, Probably mine would have something to do with, like, clothes or something. Like, 
yeah, I really wanted those, you know, miss me jeans, but I'm really glad I didn't spend all that money on jeans that are in a landfill somewhere. Yeah, 400 bucks on a pair of jeans or whatever. Get your, get your true religions or your... <laughs> oh, my Ed Hardy? Yeah. <laughs> that was a mistake. That was... I'm very glad there's no photographic evidence of any Ed Hardy-ness in my life. Oh, gosh. That was my uh, my old youth pastor. He used to wear Ed Hardy, like the Bro. blingy butt jeans and the Ed Hardy shirts with all the studs and stuff in them. Oh, God. Okay, he's not in prison right now, is he? Cause... <laughs> no. oh gosh well uh did you have a thought or question for the day no i like yours let's do that one okay Um, any uh any recommendations yes i am watching all of the marvel movies like the avengers in the mcu timeline and i have to explain this to everybody because they're like why are you starting with captain america Because in the MCU timeline, it starts with Captain America in the 40s. So I started with Captain America, and I'm going all the way through, what is it, 22, 24 movies? And I have seen them all before, but some of them I've only seen once, like when it was in theaters. And I'm loving how each one, when you watch it in this order, just continues the story almost seamlessly. It's pretty cool. But also, while I'm working, I can have it on the background, and I don't have to stop what I'm doing and figure out what else I want to watch after two hours or whatever. It's just, I know what the plan is for the next few days, and it's just to get through all these movies. So I'm recommending watching all the Marvel movies in the Marvel timeline. Except for? There's no except for. Except for the Hulk. Oh, nobody can Even <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind to even. I mean, think. it's it's not technically part of the new MCU. It's it's one of the old. What is it like early two thousands or yeah, something or mid two thousands? MCU was even a thing. So yeah. no, don't watch that garbage movie. <laughs> well, there you go. In other news, um, both of us just made a wine order online. Uh, so we'll have to update you on our wine order platform that we used. Uh, so look out toward the end of the month. I think uh, we're planning on getting our orders on Saturday. Saturday. We should so, while we're doing it and let people know what we think. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll let you know. We used a service called Wink, W-I-N-C. Mm-hmm. Um, so and again, this is not sponsored or anything. We're just, uh, this is something we're trying out while we're in quarantine. Yeah, I mean, Wink, if you want to throw, throw us a sponsorship, that'd be great. But, um, yeah, so we'll let you know what we think of their wine selection. They automatically selected wines for us based on our flavor profile. Um, I flipped a couple of those out because I don't want whites as much as <laughs> they wanted to give me white wines. But, um, so, yeah, we'll let you know what we think and, uh, and uh, let you know how that went. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting a box of four wine, Timothy's getting a box of four wine, and we're going to open up a bottle each from our own houses because socially distant date night, and we'll just have like a, we're going to have like a fancy date, so I'm actually going to put on makeup for once and shower, and (laughs) he's not even going to recognize me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, it'll be fun. We'll get to get to be fancy. I'll turn on some classical music in the background, and well, I can't light candles in my apartment, but you know, we'll just have a good time. You're a rebel. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is uh, that is like one date that we're kind of looking forward to coming up here. Uh, our virtual dates. Um, so let's see. We've been. Oh yeah, as of what was it yesterday? We've officially been dating for six weeks. Mm-hmm. So. Congrats to us. On Tuesday was our first date. Yeah. So six weeks and what, two days now? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. So that's a milestone reached. Uh, hopefully many more of those on the way. Um, if but they, If they let us out. <laughs> yeah, if they let us out. Um, but hey, stay home, stay safe, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we didn't really get to celebrate all that much um, because we're stuck at home and everything shut down. So, But we're also not like a big, you know, we like six-week anniversary type people. At least I hope you're not. Right. No, no, no. Uh, I think it's fun to acknowledge, but it's not like we're going to like go do something amazing. Like, I don't know. I think annual things are great. Uh, but at least for the first year, you got to have milestones somewhere and you got to have fun. So I totally agree. You want to tell them what we were going to do on April 11th, which would have been two months. Oh yeah. Well, it still will be God willing. It still will be. Um, well, first off, actually we're coming up on the day that we were supposed to go to a, a Seahawks game. No, not a Seahawks game, but that would be awesome. Or not, no, sorry. No, uh, <laughs> a Mariners game. Yes. Getting my sports mixed up. Um, sports ball. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we were supposed to go to a Mariners game uh, this Saturday. Mariners, but, of course, uh, yeah. What? Mariners. Oh, Mariners against the Rangers. The Rangers. My team. Um, but, yeah, that didn't happen. So um, hopefully whenever we get, that gets rescheduled, we can, can go to that. On April 11th, though, we were going to go to a soccer game, mm-hmm. Portland Timbers. And uh, they were – who were they playing? I don't remember who they were playing, honestly. FC Dallas. It was, uh, it was FC Dallas. I thought it was Dallas, but I wasn't sure. I had tickets to go see – uh, Portland Trailblazers played Dallas Mavericks with some friends. I had tickets to go watch opening weekend Seattle Mariners versus Texas Rangers with you. And we were going to go see the Timbers with um, FC Dallas. And then this whole thing happened and it was just like canceled, canceled, canceled. Yep. I mean, the, the Timbers Dallas tickets are postponed. So technically they said whenever that gets rescheduled, our tickets are still valid, but we're totally going. Uh, yeah, we're going, but we don't know when that is yet. We have to wear matching scarves. Timothy got us yeah. Timbers and Portland Thorns, which is the women's team, which we both agreed we actually kind of like better than the Timbers. Which is the yep. <laughs> but uh, he got us soccer scarves. It was really cute. So I'm really, I'm ready to wear it and be all matchy and gross with you. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to go to many soccer games whenever that starts back up. But, um, yeah, so 
we'll keep you in the loop on when all that happens. Um, but yeah, that would have been our two month date. It still will be. We just may not be at a soccer game. Right. I mean, depending on where things go, because I mean, literally, we're finding things out day by day here in quarantine. So again, are we talking we about could, the pandemic or the relationship? Yeah, the pandemic. <laughs> 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 and I'm finding things out about you every day and I'm just like whoa so surprised now <laughs> um, the pandemic day by day news is coming out so we might be free to go by that point or we might still be stuck at home um, or it might just be like I am legend and we'll be no <laughs> Yeah, as as annoyed as I am with living in quarantine, like just talking about like my Nana, you know, thankfully I don't worry about being a risk to her and I know she and my mom are staying safe and staying at home, but I don't want to hurt anybody else's Nana and if you hurt my Nana, I will come for you. So Yeah, so please please stay at home, be safe, don't be stupid. Don't try to go clubbing during this time or lounging on the beach or something yeah definitely like even for myself drive. yeah i was talking to caitlin about this before we started recording like i need to get out at some point like even if i just go for a walk or a hike or something i know that parks like most parks are closed and stuff now but um i just need to get out of the house so spend time outside in the fresh air if you can uh, keep your distance from people and stay at home. Otherwise, uh, don't don't try to go out and hang out with people and, you know, spread things of any nature. Spread, <laughs> spread love. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, yeah. So uh, anything else, Caitlin? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I feel like this was interesting, though, because, you know, your question kind of got me off guard of how I felt like I, I was being raised at a, you know, very maternal house, but, um, yeah, I'm, when we actually have our, like, actual conversations, it's not quite so interview style, but it was, it was good. It made me start thinking about some things that I never really thought about before, so, um, I'm curious if, like, people think that this is how we actually date though because it's definitely not. <laughs> We're no not like in uh, each other. but it is yeah a, like i don't know it's fun to get to know more about your life in this way and i think that's kind of the point of all this yeah and i think uh definitely next time you know if you want to bring some deeper questions go for it um I think it's it's great for everyone listening to kind of hear how we go about it. Again, like like Caitlin said, this is not how we date normally, but just for the sake of keeping conversation going and having a, a more cohesive and linear set up for you guys. Um, this is how we've set it up right now. Let us know what you guys think as well. So if you think, you know, if you enjoy how we're doing conversations and asking questions and topics and things like that, let us know. Um, or let us know what you recommend if you want to, you know, if you want to hear certain parts of how we grew up, or if you're curious about certain things that we didn't ask questions about, let us know. Again, you can find us on Instagram at the fun bubble or uh, email us at 
the fun bubble pod or no, it's just fun bubble pod. No, the it's just fun bubble pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Fun bubble pod at gmail. Um, and come back next time. Cause I'm going to try to make Timothy cry with my questions. I don't think there we go. I can bring the deep stuff, but we'll see. I'm all about the tragedy. <laughs> Okay, so next time, you heard it here, next time I will be crying, apparently. So, you know, come for the cries and the tears, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys all then. Uh, until next time, this is Timothy Mofford. Caitlin Bingham. And welcome to the Fun Bubble.